Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapito Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince. Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. We are joined this morning by John Brusso, Erie County Legislator, and Scott Pilkey, head coach of ECC. We're going to continue our discussion on recruiting. If you were uh, listening last week, uh, you heard uh, Scott go over some of the red flags and things involved in recruiting. Today, we're going to touch a little bit about how to get noticed, uh, how coaches develop relationships with colleges and things like that. Uh, But before we get to our two guests in studio it is time for news and notes first of all good morning guys how you guys doing morning tony how are you i'm doing great it's football season baby yeah, we had a football game this last week yeah that's right and this past thursday we got to watch kadri olison uh former star at canisius pit uh grew up in niagara falls uh, played at cataract for his dad wayne a good buddy of mine so it was really neat to see him uh playing for the atlanta falcons we're not done with baseball yet What's that? We're not done with baseball yet. No, we're not. They're still. We're, we're, we're kind of like face. Well, you know, it, it, for all you uh, little league football coaches out there, you know the dilemma. This time of the year, you have to wait on certain kids. They're still playing travel ball before you can get them going full speed into football. So it's that kind of ah, we're phasing out of baseball and gradually going into football. All right, guys. News and notes. Uh, you did have some baseball stuff that you wanted to mention. Yeah. So if everybody that's been following my Twitter feed all along has been hearing about the Hamburg Post Legion team, which has uh, done an unbelievable run to win the state championships this past week. Uh, and in fact, went against probably an improbable team out of Rockland County, which was hands down three-time defending champions. Uh, the kids that were on there were all college kids for the most part, already going to college, that they had to face. And they had to come out of the loser's bracket, not only to win one game, but to win two games. First game, they come out of the loser's bracket, win one nothing with Taylor Vogel of St. Francis pitching an absolute gem and winning one nothing out there. Also led by, you're going to remember this name because we talk about it often, Nate Lockwood with a triple to oh, lead yeah. it off. Nate Lockwood with his triple. Then you have Spencer Quilos, the catcher, single him in. Get in. There's your one nothing right there. Game ends. Listen to this. Single by uh, by the Rockland County team. Goes out to left field. Thomas Fermanski playing left field from Albion. Shoots the runner right at home. Runner does not slide. Runner does not get out of the way. Runner literally trucks over Spencer. Knocks him down. Holds on to the ball. Calls him out. Game ends that way. Benches clear, 
and you're at a one nothing game right now where now you've got to turn around within a half an hour and play another one. So they turn around and play the next one. The Hamburg team goes down 5 nothing in the second inning. Look like, all right, you had your run. It looks like it was over. I'm telling you, this team doesn't quit. Five run, They come back with five runs, tie it up 5-5, go down 6-5, tie it up again 6-6, go down 8-6, make it 8-7 in the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth, comes up in the, top of the, in the bottom of the seventh, wins it on a walk-off by Joey Roward. They win 9-8, advance to the regionals. They're off to North Carolina to now play for the Mid-Atlantic Championships for a spot in the World Series. Wow. wow. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I sit here and give goosebumps listening to it. It, it. it was just unbelievable. There were just there were this is I can honestly tell you is a true team effort. It comes from everywhere. You talk about what Thomas Fermanski did on the mound, what Taylor Vogel did on the mound. Zach Evans came in in the last game who's not one of their pitchers came in and pitched five innings to keep him in the game to be able to do this. You know, you talk about, I just said, Joey Roward, Jake Garonsky with some big hits in this one. Nate Lockwood has been unbelievable with it, with his bat out there. And, yes, I, you, know, I, you know, I don't like to talk about it. You but, have to. But I will tell you, Jordan was phenomenal in this tournament. That and, catch uh, was absolutely amazing. You, you'll see there was a catch in the, in the game to get to where they needed to do. It's 3-2, bottom of the sixth. Bases loaded, ball gets hit out to right field. Out of nowhere, Jordan comes, lays out, rolls up into the fence, makes the catch. They get out of the inning. At the end of the tournament, Jordan was also named the Big Stick Award for an average just under 500 that he hit in this tournament, and he was given the Big Stick Award wow. on top of the tournament. <laughs> it was just an unbelievable. Again, even though I'm sitting here saying something about Jordan, this was a team thing. I got to tell you. Unbelievable what these guys accomplished, and I'm still leaving some names out. Connor Desiderio is another one who pitched a, a great mm-hmm. game Maryville. for Maryville, right? You, you could see Ryan Smith from Maryville, the, who played shortstop when Zach Evans came in, made an unbelievable plays at third base. Also, was a big hitter in this lineup, hitting third or fourth in the lineup. Um, Zemanski is another one who has been unbelievable with his bat in this tournament. I could just like you could go up and down. It's one after another. These guys deserve a lot of credit. Now let's see what they can do at regionals because, boy, it would be something to hear a team from Western New York playing for the World Series. That's outstanding. And, and I, from what I understand, some of the World Series games are going to be on ESPN, ESPNU. So this could be a thing where Western New York would be great to see them get on the map. Cool. That is so cool. Uh, BCANY Coaches Clinic that's coming up Wednesday, August 21st from 79. It is at CCA uh, Main Street. It's free. It has AC. Open to girls and boys coaches. Open to all youth. Modified JV varsity coaches. The presenters will be Eric Klump from Newfane, Coach Bennett from Salamanca, Coach K from Olean, and Jada Pierce from Niagara Women's Bas- uh, Baseball. So there you have uh, that clinic coming up. Tony, this week was the State Public High School Association's Central Committee meeting. A lot of big votes. I picked out three really important ones. Transfer students are now allowed to practice while they sit out the year of ineligibility. Before they weren't. They were just completely ineligible. Now they can practice. Also, younger students who change schools 
without a corresponding change in address can still compete at the JV level, even if they played varsity the previous year, which is a new wrinkle. Yeah. Second one, uh, there was proposal to restore one game to the regular season for nearly all sports. That was shot down. Oh! Uh, that was shot down. And then uh, members also voted against offering an alternative punishment for teens playing the maximum number of contests. Uh, right now, the punishment is you miss the postseason. They were thinking about giving schools the option to pay a $1,000 fine, forfeit some of the games, and then suspending the head coach for the rest of the season. That option was shot down. And then we have some local news. Uh, Marissa Daria is heading to Sweet Home to become athletic director. She's a Mount alumnus and served as the head of board of principals for Monsignor Martin. And then Brian Davis was tabbed as the new head football coach at McKinley. The 29-year-old is an alumnus of Will North and played running back at Edinburgh. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, good stuff there. Thank you, Francis, very much. All right, uh, I invited uh, John Bruso, Erie County legislator, in studio this morning. John contacted me, what was it, about a couple of weeks ago? About two weeks ago we came up with this, yes. We uh, discussed uh, an idea that John uh, had about honoring Dick Gallagher, a uh, great friend to all of us in the high school sports community. Dick has done so much for high school athletics and promoting the kids. Uh, his publication was so much fun to, to read, his work with Channel 2, his work with Kids Escaping Drugs, which, John, uh, you're very close with as well. And uh, when you told me you coming up with a proclamation for Dick Gallagher, I couldn't have been happier. And you guys pulled off a beautiful <laughs> surprise uh, on uh, Wednesday at the uh, Kensington Lions Ad Pro All-Star Game. Uh, in which we'll recap in a little bit, but uh, tell us, uh, first of all, uh, about uh, what you guys did. Well, a couple weeks ago, uh, we a couple weeks ago we had uh, uh, Paul Stasiak in uh, to the legislature for a committee meeting to discuss the convention center, and I had come up with this idea of a proclamation uh, to give Dick from from the Erie County Legislature. Uh, Reached out to Ed Rath. You know, he liked the idea. It's his district. We, we're all good. We're, we're going to put this together. And uh, so I, I'm talking with Paul about it. Paul's like, I'll, I'll make some phone calls. So, you know, we did, we did the thing between Paul and I. We, he called some people that knew. I contacted you. I contacted Lenny Jankowitz to get the people from Lions Club down, their numbers and everything. And uh, so I, I'm driving to work one morning, and I'm thinking, you know what? Dick Gallagher is a legend. Absolutely. He is a legend. And uh, proclamation is nice, okay? But it's a proclamation, so it's a, a piece of paper. So I thought of this, let's do uh, the Dick Gallagher Legacy Award. So kind of like the Connolly Cup, kind of like, you know, it's once a year, every year moving forward. So uh, that was the idea, you know, uh, Kyle stays up. I'm like, Paul, what do you think? He's like, Absolutely. I'll make some more phone calls and emails and everything. So then I call Maddie Burke from Berkey Sportswear in South Buffalo, and I'm like, hey, I need tents. I need water. So we call Tops. We call, yeah, I mean, we just, it, we pulled this off in about two, two and a half weeks, but we wanted it to be a surprise. And and to surprise Dick Gallagher in Western New York is not an easy thing. No, I'll tell you right not. now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we were able to do that. So 
we're bringing them in. And, and of course, Dick is at the game at like, you know, five o'clock kickoffs at seven. You know, we got things <laughs> set up and Dick, Dick's mulling around, holding court with all his buds and everything. And I'm like, we're going to get busted early. We're going we're gonna to get caught. <laughs> we, we can't do this, right? So, well, long story short, Stasiak says, Dick says, I want to go to the press box. He says, I got to buy a hot dog first. Okay, you got to eat. You, you know, had a long day today. You got to eat before the game. So he buys him a hot dog. I come up, and that's when I tell him about the proclamation. I said, Dick, you're going to be mad at me. I'm going to do something nice for you. And he's like, what are you doing now? You know, <laughs> And I'm like, I'm going to give you a proclamation. So we bring him over there. I mean, the, the news was there, the media. I mean, everybody who I contacted – you know, between Tony, Lenny Jankowitz, Paul Stasiak, they know the players. He got the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame involved. I mean, it was awesome. So we probably had about 65, 70 people for Dick. We had his family there, and uh, we were able to pull it off. So I'm walking him over to the, we had a, under the tent, we called it Dick Gallagher's Corner. You know, we had a little sign for him and stuff like that so he could watch the game if he wanted to. He didn't watch the game. He ran, held court for the first quarter and then went up to the press box. So, but, Where he uh, deserves to be, where he's where he comfortable. Exactly, where he's comfortable, which is the most important yeah. thing. So uh, I get him over there. Stu Boyer's there from Channel 2, and he's taking a shot of the, of the award that we had. And um, so I have to tell him, you know, and I'm, so I, I'm real close to him. I lean over, and I, I said, are you mad at me? And he goes, no, I'm not. So that was a good feeling for me. He started choking up. I started choking up. Uh, you know, I, I just love the man so much. Same here. He is a legend. He deserves recognition, Absolutely. even though he hates recognition. And that's just, uh, you know, I said in a proclamation or when I was getting it, first of all, we got all 11 legislatures to agree on something in about 30 seconds. So that's a, that's a miracle. <laughs> that's a task. Okay? That's a task in itself. Right? And uh, secondly... I said to him, uh, you know, we need to um, pretty much do something uh, here, Dick. If if everyone lived their life like Dick Gallagher did, the area would be a better place. The country would be a better place. The whole world would be a better place. And if people are listening out there, just listen. If you know Dick Gallagher, try to do something Dick would do every day. And it's going to make it a better place. I know one. So. Cheer for the Red Sox. That's where and Dick and I disagree. We have conversation about that. Often, so. I, you know, as, I was talking to my son um, about uh, Dick Gallagher, and my son, who's grown up, every year he gets to see uh, Mr. Gallagher here, and I told him, so, you know, Dick has some health, health issues, and Nick got tears in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, he loves the relationship he had with Dick or has with Dick because of the Red Sox. You know, Dick, whenever he shows up here, he's Red Sox hat, Red Sox mm-hmm. jacket, you know, and, and picks on the Yankees, which <laughs> my son adores that part. Yeah. Uh, so he has touched so many people in the area. And I've said this over and over again. He's the person responsible for me sitting here today, and I wouldn't be doing this without him. Uh, you know, if, if people are not uh, familiar, John, we go back to your son, Sean, mm-hmm. who started out on uh, on this show June 3rd, 
2006, and I know that because it was my wedding day, and uh, Sean came in that day as a teenager. He was part of the show that we did to send me off. Uh, I, I used to, to sit my in life. the chair over there and read the paper because he couldn't drive. When That's we started right. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd bring him here in the morning and, and that. And, and, and Dick awesome. has touched my son, too. Trust me when I tell you. Uh, my son, good, good football coach. Average athlete, average high school athlete at best, okay? And But Dick always encouraged him. My daughter played golf at Lancaster and Niagara <laughs> University. Dick always encourages them. I've never heard the man say, you know, anything that would make you think other than positive of yourself. So, And, and he knows every kid knows yes. to come up to you, ask how those kids are doing all the mm-hmm. time. Listen, I could talk to Dick this week, and um, – as everybody knows, I've emulated a lot of things that Dick Gallagher does in the baseball world um, that I look up to this man just in so many ways. As a mentor, as a friend, as so many different things. I can't even put words to it sometimes. But I'll tell you, when he said to me, he goes, Tom, very rarely does somebody surprise me. He goes, but I was surprised. He goes, he goes I was so surprised. I couldn't even put words to it, what it meant to me, how much it means to me, how I feel right now. He goes, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I see one of my sons that are there. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I place a phone call to one of my other sons, and I hear the, the football in the background. They're there, there. He goes, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, there's this unbelievable award. You know, and Dick, if you're listening, you got to understand is – Western New York football, the recognition of these high school athletes, and it's not only football. It was baseball in the past. It's been whatever sport it is. Dick, you're the reason why these kids have been recognized Absolutely. and get to go on to what these where, where they are in these colleges. Because I talk to colleges. We have one college coach sitting right here. They go to Dick Gallagher's, Dick Gallagher's page. Look for the names out there. Look for the kids that are doing the right things because that's how they do some of their recruiting. And, Dick, you don't understand. We can't thank you enough for everything that you've done. Yeah, absolutely. And this award is going to be called the Dick Gallagher Legacy Award. It's going to be given every year, and we've worked it out with the Lions Club folks. Len, just, again, great people to work with. They had a big tribute going on to Milt. You had, you know, we didn't want to step on any of that and i said this will be low key because dick would demand that it would be low yeah. key yeah. all right especially and going on when you're honoring milk and john and fowler john exactly yes, exactly so um we kept it low key moving forward we're going to present the award every year it's going to be a group of us that'll uh, get together that know the players that have made a huge impact on high school sports in western new york and that'll be given out you know is when they shovel dirt on me, hopefully Sean and his guys pick it up and they, you know, they're still giving the Dick Gallagher Legacy Award out. So that's outstanding stuff, John. I can't thank you enough uh, yeah. for what you guys did for Dick, as as Tom uh, uh, so appropriately mentioned, and how much Dick Gallagher means to all of us mm-hmm. in the high school sports community, not just football, but you know. And, and just to piggyback on what you were saying. When we do the football preview, and I'm hoping and praying that that Dick is going to be uh, healthy enough to join us this year, as he has for the past you know 18 years that we've done this, when he sits across and he doesn't even have to go to notes, and he's talking about Fredonia, he's talking Southwestern, Albion, Niagara Falls, Niagara Week, it blows my mind away. Yeah. Uh, what he can do is just amazing. So, Dick, we love you very much, and we are very happy for you. And you are 
part in our prayers each and every day. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to recap the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, and we're going to talk with head coach Scott Pilkey of ECC more about recruiting. On the other side of the break, you're listening inside high school sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck, and we are joined by ECC head coach Scott Pilkey. Uh, in a minute, we're going to talk about recruiting. We're going to continue our discussion. It was so fascinating last week. So fascinating that I got carried away in listening to what coach had to say. I forgot to go to a break uh, for our second break, but uh, we're going to continue with uh, Scott in just a minute. Uh, Francis, uh, the Kensington Lions all, uh, Ad Pro All-Star Game this past Wednesday at Williamsville South High School. Uh, give us a recap. Well, the final score was 30-20. The South won again. It looked like at the beginning, uh, South jumped out to a 17-0 lead, and we thought, oh, great, second straight shutout. I know you were there thinking that. But the North was able to come back. They were able to get a quick score the end to end the half and then pull within – 10 points by the end. Um, really, it came down to the line. North was shorthanded going in. Unfortunately, they lost Joe Powers, who was going to Hobart and William Smith. He broke his leg during practice. Oh, man. So broke they were, his leg? Yeah. Where did he break it? Like, at, how at long practice. was he out for? At, uh, they're saying six months, so he's going to miss his freshman season, oh, unfortunately. Oh, that's terrible. Joe, Way, thoughts and prayers with yeah. you, buddy, because we know you're going to do something at the next level, no doubt about it. Yeah, great kid. So, and North was already shorthanded going into that. So it was really tough from the line. And then you talk about these three guys from Cheektowaga, Kishon Beal of mm-hmm. the Warriors. Uh, you know, they put him at quarterback. He ran around and took off. And then they had Aaron Waller and Javon Thomas from Cleve Hill running the offense they're used to running. And that was pretty much the day for South. Yeah, it, it, uh, it looked like it. You know, I was following it as much as I could because I had football practice. So when I got home and I tried following what you guys were uh, putting up there, and uh, it's always an exciting time, you know, and it's like a reunion sort of night where everybody's getting together. You haven't seen this coach, you haven't seen that player, and everybody gets together, and it's a, a great atmosphere. So uh, and then they at halftime they had the they honored Milt Dickerson. Yep. Of course, they had his family out in midfield. And talk about what he done, and then they talked about John Faller and everything he did. So beautiful night all around. Got a close game towards the end, and we were able to talk to a bunch of players afterward. Nice, very nice. All right, could oh, you I'm imagine sorry. a powerhouse there? Just listen to that. You just saw Brock Cheektowaga, Cleve Hill, Maryvale. Look at the vicinity that all of them are in. Could you imagine all those? Well, kids well at think one about school? those kids. The kids <laughs> just in the game: Kishon Beal, Javon Thomas, Aaron Waller. He had Rashad Law, right? Not to so mention I said Maryville in there too. That's why I yeah. said that. I mean, could you Maryville, Cleveville, Cheektowaga are within what 
five miles of each other. And they're all small schools. <laughs> Did you imagine that school with all those three together? It always reminds wow. it always reminds me of the movie The Warriors. If you're uh, a big fan of this cult movie, uh, you about these uh, mythical gangs in New York, and there's a scene where one leader of the gang he's got everybody together, and he's calling out all the different groups, and you've got Chitawaga and Maryvale, and nobody's button heads, and oh, it's hysterical. I just I can't help but thinking about that whenever I hear uh, hear that. But yeah, that's great stuff. I mean, you've got Ken East and Ken West. You got Lancaster and Orchard Park hanging out. It's great, and it's it uh, it's a fun time. Last week, uh, we, as I mentioned, we were talking about recruiting, and uh, Coach, you mentioned and, and talked a lot in depth about the red flags out there, the things to look for, uh, not only as a parent but as a player. I want to talk about some of the positive things now. Uh, getting recognized. You know, you're, you're a young man. You're starting high school. Uh, what does it take to get recognized? What does it take to get noticed? Well, I, I think, first of all, we were talking about Dick Gallagher and, you know, the coaches, some of the great coaches that have been around. And I think it all starts with the relationship that you have with your coach. I mean, uh, any college coach that's going to go out and recruit you uh, is going to go through the high school uh, coach. Uh, and that's the most important relationship, I believe, that college coaches have is because that high school coach is there for – probably, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 years is, you know, greats like Gene Tundo and, th- you know, and, and Coach Faller, things of that nature. So when you walk into that place, you already know whose ring, you know, you got to kiss. And, you know, you, you know that those are the guys that I got these guys over here. This is the guy that's going to come to you. This guy isn't. This guy's is, this guy's already gone. You know, these are the guys that you're going to talk to. And, and I think that what I think that the best part of recruiting is recruitment is a byproduct of something that's already occurring, you know, which I think if you reverse engineer like recruitment, it starts with relationship, rapport, and then recruitment. Okay. But it also, as a recruiter and you're recruiting a kid and you're trying to get into your school, it's the opposite. It's recruit first to build a rapport, to ultimately have a relationship. So as I look at things, I, I don't like to look at it through the cliche coaches version, you know, of that this is recruitment. Uh, I've been very lucky to work amongst the diamonds in the rough in Western New York my entire career. You know, people that were under-recruited, people that, you know, maybe didn't have the exact height, weight, or came from Western New York, what have you, but they had potential. And I think that that's the greatest thing that a coach can do. And, and, and I think that at any, at any level, if you show potential, if you show heart, if you show dedication, commitment, and coachability, number one, you're going to get better because you're as invested in what the coach is teaching you as the coach is invested in teaching you. And so potential, that raw potential, is something that will be developed over time. That's when you start to see, you know, the, the stones skip on the water. You know, you start to see these special little kids come out of nowhere. And, and, and people think you got to go through services. You don't. Uh, you don't have to go through recruiting services. You know, relationships are recruiting services. Uh, you know, so that's that's kind of the, the first process I would talk about. Well, and, you know, in talking about relationships, and, is, and, and I agree with you, it's very important to have a good relationship with your high school coach. But when your parents are bad-mouthing that coach and you're getting negative vibes from other people, but how do you get that rapport with the coach? Uh, you know, I think that, I think, again, we get caught up in the idea that 
because something permeates this this belief that all parents are like that. I think that's a, no, they're not, and yeah, I don't. You know, and I don't no, want. No, and I'm not saying that you say that, there. but there there are there is a segment, and typically what you're going to find is if you have that parent that wants it more than the son or the daughter, you know, that's that's self evident. You know what I mean? I mean, the, so you're the, able to recognize that well, as a recruiter. I mean, yeah, I mean, if somebody's coming up to you and telling you all of the stories about the kid and the kid's sitting there with his eyes down at his feet, that's not a that's not a person that's giving you indicators that they necessarily want to be their own on their own choice. Um, so you got to look at you got to balance everything. And like we were talking about last week, you know, family is a major issue uh, when you're in consideration of, of people that you're you're going to recruit down the line, because obviously the family will reflect in how the kid acts and everything else of that nature. But it's not the single thing. You know, you want to build relationships with the family, too. And that's a that's a major importance uh, in the recruiting process. Coach, you talk about being seen. We have a lot of great private schools, and there's a lot of reasons students might transfer for whatever reason. Is but there is a belief that you need to be at certain schools in order to be seen. Is that true or not really? I, I will say that the coaching environment is as trendy as everything else, and that coaches are on the road quite a bit. So when they come into a town like this, you know, where are you going to go? You're going to go to, you know, you're going to go to my college. You know, you walk into my college, I'll have a representation of some of the best from Western New York that are, you know, in two year, in a two year environment. Then they'll go to your, your classics, the, the winningest programs and the ones that have that. had, the ones that have had the most success, um, you know, obviously Canisius and Lancaster and Will North and South and I'm, I'm probably not and a ton not of them, sure. but the bottom line is you know your powerhouse programs are the ones that those people typically fly in to see and it's and it's usually a drive by but it's something hey what do you got in here you know and 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 that's that's the way most of our guys get when you think about a 20 million person population in New York state roughly and we produce what 10 11 12 Division one scholarships every year compared to the 150 in Ohio and 85 in Pennsylvania. I mean, it, it has a lot to do with uh, the number of games you play, uh, you know. Level of competition. Well, I, I think the level of competition in Western New York and in, in, in New York State has really risen to be uh, comparable to that of Pennsylvania and Ohio. I mean, I think it's the number of games. You know? Are small schools hurt by it at all? Uh, I don't know if small schools are like hurt by it. Like your D's and your C's. I, I've 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 made a living in those small schools because if you if you do your research, there's always one or two guys on a roster. And you may not recruit the entire roster, but there's right. always a diamond on that on that on that roster. But you got to go through all of them. I mean, literally go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names. Tom. So, coach, you brought up some great points, and that is the relationship, right? But there's got to be a way to start that relationship. And I think that's the key that people are, don't know how to begin the process, right? You say, okay, we don't need a recruiting system. You don't need this. What is the best way that sparks you? Was it the kid picked up the phone and actually tried to talk to you? Was it an email and it was something that was put in that email? What is it that sparks you that gets, that starts that conversation? Well, I, I think, number one, we have to talk in a realistic term. Okay, uh, you know, we said 400,000 roughly seniors, you know, for football. Let's yep. just say in, across the country that play high school football. There's literally only 20,000 roster spots, freshman roster spots. All right. And out of that, you've got roughly what? 2,500 scholarships for Division One. All right. Um, right there, you're talking about astronomical numbers. So when we talk about recruitment, you have to funnel it, first of all, and say, who are the people, and there's only a handful 
that are going to go to the pits. Going to go. I mean, really, those mm. these are people that have distinguished themselves since little league. You know, all the way up. Everybody knows it. Dick Gallagher has known him since he was born, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that kid's going to have a scout. You know, I, I mean, that was, if Dick says it, it's happening, right? He's so, a dandy diaper. He is. He's like, I saw that young man crawl. He did. He, he crawled the forty in seventeen minutes. It was amazing. I've never seen him like it before. You know, University of Buffalo offers him out of the gate. You know, but. But the you know the I think the recruiting element of it uh, is that number one we have to realize that it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Recruiting is not going to happen for everybody, and we have to dispel the myth that so much has been created that if you are not working your butt off, if you you want to build a relationship, it's got to be work work related. It's got to be work ethic. You have to have the thing that that coach needs, and that coach has to be that person that's going to get that next greatness out of you. You know, so the relationship is not just a uh, it's not just a, a visceral thing. You know, it, it's it's got intent. It has purpose. It has to have outcome. So those are the types of relationships. Totally agree. But how do I start it? How well, do I get you to see that I've got that work ethic, that I've got that next step, that I got what it takes? There has to be something because you haven't talked to my coach yet. I'm out of small school. I'm right not at the right position. Whatever it may be, what is it that sparks you to says, "Hey, I want to hear more about what this kid's got." Well, like, you know, I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. I mean, Western New York. You you talk about guys like. Dick Gallagher, that, uh, you know, when Lenny uh, Jankowitz and Dick Gallagher, they send out all of the scouted kids for 2020. I got a list of 200 kids. Well, right there, my job as a coach, if you're just doing that, you know, people work on these services like 24-7 sports or, you know, what used to be rivals and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and scouting Ohio, you yep. know, that type of stuff, or scouting New York or scouting PA. You know, you go in and all these high school coaches have evaluated that. But and that's how it usually occurs. So you have these you have these big time recruiting organizations that get the names out. You know, there's like eighteen thousand names or something every year in some of these databases, right? I mean, it could be that's really what it is. And then you start to water that down, and you go through it, and you find out who's in who's got interest. All right, but again, I think it all starts with the coach in the region. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to do. Okay, as a player, as a coach, multi-sport, whatever it is, and you're working your butt off, you will rise. And I don't think anyone that is uh, that is a college-bound student athlete is hidden so long that they don't become ter- terrific in their region. Where that standout is, for that's the consideration. You know, there's a lot of guys that that are great players that at the high school level. I was a, a solid player at high school. Uh, you know, my, <laughs> I re- when I went to University of Buffalo, I walked on. I, I went to Kenesha's first, then UB. I was a scrub. You know, I was a practice hero. I was that guy that, and I loved to play the game. But that I, I reached my level of incompetence when we went to Division Two. You know, I was. I couldn't, I couldn't run with those guys. And, and I think that that was the hardest reality I ever had to face. But that's why I think that recruitment is an is a, is a end result. It's a byproduct, you know. All right, when we come back from the break, uh, Coach, and talk to you about how do the uh, high school coaches develop relationships with the college coaches. If you're a high school coach and you are truly out for the betterment of your, of your players, you've got a kid. Maybe he was a late bloomer. So he's not picked up and looked at his freshman and sophomore year. Maybe it was a senior year that he really uh, it, it clicked for him, and he wants to be able to call. And you've mentioned it before, you know, calling that high school coach that you trust and say, what do you have for me? Right. So let's talk about that when we come back from the break. 
Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. A lot of Buffalo Bills stuff to talk about right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. You're listening to one more segment of Inside High School Sports, then Sports Talk Saturday with Nate Geary. Kicks off at 11. A lot of Buffalo Bills talk, I'm sure. So make sure you keep it locked right here. WGR Sports Radio 550. We're talking with ECC head coach Scott Pilkey about the recruiting process. And one of the things that the uh, themes that, that Scott preaches is relationships. We also have to have a relationship between the high school coach and the colleges. And I know that the, there are local high schools that I could tell have great relationships with certain universities. You see their players uh, go on to those schools. So you know that there's there's back and forth. Kyle, and you've mentioned to me before in the past, Coach, about uh, colleges, hey, Scott, uh, what have you got over there? Uh, you know, We're looking for a fullback or whatever. And you're able to identify because, yeah, I got this kid. You got to take a look at him. How do the high school coaches develop that relationship with the colleges? Well, I think, again, when you look at the um – the technology that uh, that most recruiting goes through now, whether it's Huddle, whether it's Twitter, whether it's you know any of the other uh, the other uh, social medias, you you've got to realize that you have to be up to speed. I mean, if I'm talking as a high school coach, I think there's a particular I don't know if it's necessarily an obligation or there's an expectation that when a kid comes to play for you, that in the end, if that kid has done everything that you've asked him to do. It should be your job to be a liaison for that kid to move on to a higher level. I mean, if you don't agree with the kid's you know, parents or the kid's view of himself, or if you know of a particular college as a coach that you want a person to go to, uh, but there may not be that connection, well, there's things that, uh, that you, know, you can do on your own. Number one is reach out to the college, not the coach in particular. Reach, find out, go online, and look up the recruiting coordinator. Okay? Now, the recruiting coordinator, I don't care what your sport is, NCAA regulations, for the most part, are going to prohibit anybody getting back in touch with you. Okay, Going out to see the colleges at a particular time, there's college visitations, there's putting yourself on the map. Um, invest in your own film, like maybe in huddle services. Now, that's a lot that most of the high school coaches have. Make your own, uh, your, your own uh, highlight film. Send that stuff out. But ultimately... There's camps that you can go to, and there's there you know if it's football you're talking about, oh you know Ohio State's always got a, a great one that's got multiple MAC coaches. Obviously, you want to hit up the University of Buffalo. Um, you know they do a great thing around here with the Western New York with the juniors and the seniors, uh, Lenny Jenkwitz and all that group that you go out and you see them run drills and right there you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of kids and I can walk around and tell you okay that's a body that's a body you know and I can say to you by watching them move. So those are the things you need to get involved with but you don't want to camp yourself out okay for example yeah go ahead yeah Scott I was going to say is at least in the baseball world okay yeah. so I'm just going to talk baseball for one second is most coaches will say I will recruit if you've been at my camp in fact 95 percent or 90 to 95 percent of my recruits means you showed up at my camp agreed I I would say that it's probably particular to that sport because there's so few, you know. I mean, I don't think your numbers when you go there on a baseball team, it's got to be very. You got number one, you got to want to be there. Right. I mean, that's the key. If you show a love for a university, all right, and you go out and you've done your research, and when you do meet a coach, you know that coaches be engaged. Be people are going to want to want to know you if you know them. Number one, you have to be prepared for the interview process. Okay, this is this is an interview process. All right, so you have to prepare yourself. So when you go out 
and you're visiting schools and you've got cut off jeans or you're wearing whatever the, the fat is, you got holes in your jeans or shoes. Or I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> I, I, maybe Dick Gallagher could bring me up to speed, but I don't, I've, I, that's all past me now. But the, but the, but the thing is always look, you know, it's, it, I think the same things apply, you know, shake a hand, have good, you know, good con- be a good conversationalist, be able to represent yourself, but also know something about the colleges that you're going to, maybe the coaches, their records, you know, what you want to study. Um, so I think a lot of the things that you're talking about, rather than just athletic, it has to do with who are you off the field? Are you a character guy? Again, we talked about it last year. Are you somebody that's going to be there, show up, be coachable, and do your job? You know, so all the things that you're talking about doing, the services are nice, okay? But, but you know, if I get 4,000 emails from a particular service with kids that I w- are in Minnesota, or kids I'm never going to look at because they're regionally never going to come here, um, that's some of the you know disservice that some of them do. The local services that we have here in this town uh, do a good job of uh, helping the kids do exactly what I'm talking about, which is to build a professional uh, resume, so to speak, you know, and, and, and that helps the college coaches. And, and, and in truth, it does help the local high school coaches. Um, but again, there's a lot of programs out there that are just there for profit. And there's some that are, that I would rather use a regional one than a one out of state. Um, if you're a regional type of player, trust me, if you are a national level player, you were talking about Quadriolison and stuff like that, you're going to be known nationally. You're just, the film doesn't lie, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you got to have the film first. When you're looking at film, you're looking at players, uh, are you able to tell right away or, or soon into it who's putting the work in in the off season? I think who's, the put, who's got the love for the game? Um, I think highlights are a major, um, they're a major source of propaganda. Okay, I, I know at the University of Buffalo, you know, we'd watch three games, full games. You would look at the highlight and go, "Ooh, okay, yeah," you know, and maybe five minutes of watching, you can go, "Wow, there's burst, there's speed, there's you know, top." There's, you know, he can hit, he can, you know, top end speed, you know, he's this, he's that. But then in the first five minutes, you can look at a lot of guys and go, not fast enough, not tall enough, you know, stocky, you know, like me. <laughs> so I, ever, if I ever saw anybody like me on film, I'd go, yeah, he can't play. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, that was kind of my default, right? So, um, but that's where it starts first, I think, is is when you watch the, the highlight film, it's, it is what it is. It's a highlight film. But coaches that are really doing their diligence like at four-year or five-year institutions you know and and mine you know I, I was telling you yesterday most of the guys that we have coming in this week I've been recruiting since November or December well, you when know? you're watching film you could and if you're instead of just the highlights and you're watching the whole game you can see how a player carries himself yeah. not only when he has the ball I'm saying you know for a running back but when he doesn't is he putting the effort in and blocking it when his number's not being called? If there's a, uh, a bad play, is he putting his head down? Right. Uh, is he sulking? Is he a good teammate? Uh, is he trying to lift up his, his teammates when uh, when they make a good play or a bad play? Right. Well, you know, the, the highlights are made by, you know, you typically, you know, or the coach, and those highlights are, are there. They're, they're, they're there to highlight your talent. But, you know, when you get some guys that have 17, 18 minutes of highlights, and those highlights are as good as the first minute. Those are the guys that have 5,000 views. You know, those are the guys that everyone in the country is going after. You know, when you have like five views and it was you, 
and you know you might have thirty you might have thirty seconds from your JV film. Were you looking at my film again? I just look. You, I, I thought I was looking at myself again. Just, just a younger version. All right, guys, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, we're running out of time. I wish we had more time to talk with you, Coach. It's always a pleasure to have you in here. You're a wealth of knowledge, and I hope that our listeners out there, that especially with uh, young football players, are able to take something from this and that it really helps them. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.